are going to talk about uh, joy this morning. It's a part about uh, part of the Christmas story, part of the Christmas season is uh, supposed to be joyful, right? Uh, in the midst of trouble, because all of us are going through situations and uh, hard times. I know I am, and our family is, and and maybe your family is going through situations. But in the midst of that, uh, there is this joy that can be ours. And I think this is one thing that's kind of universal. That I mean, probably all of us want different things for Christmas. I mean, maybe you want a new techie, like an iPad thing, or you want a new car, or you want a vacation, or I don't know what you want, but uh, we all want different things, but I think universally, everybody wants joy. Because when you don't have joy in your life, life is just hard. It really is. It's hard to get up. It is hard to go to work. It is hard to be in community with others. Everything just gets really hard when you find yourself without joy. Uh, We all want joy. And the good news is the answer to joy is found in the Christmas story. And uh, if we remember the angels to the shepherds said to them, Do not be afraid. Listen carefully. For I proclaim to you good news that brings great joy to all people. And I think all of you here are in that category of all people. We're all people. And so... To you, the angels say, I've got good news for you. And this is something that should birth in you great joy. No matter who you are, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've been through, what kind of life you have lived, there is good news that brings great joy. And what is that news? Well, they go on and say in the next verse, Today, your Savior, not someone else's, but but your Savior, is born in the city of David. He is Christ the Lord. Jesus is the one who is the good news, and in Him is found the way to joy. In fact, later this Jesus would, after He was born, He would grow up, and, and before His crucifixion, He was hanging out with His disciples, and He was having a conversation, and He says to them, So also you have sorrow now, because Jesus has told them, He was going to die, right? So they're going to be sorrowful because there's pain coming. But I will see you again. And that's speaking of His resurrection, right? And your hearts will rejoice. And then He says this, And no one will take your joy away from you. There's something in Jesus' birth, death, and resurrection which causes us to have this joy which no one can take away. That there is no situation that can take it away. There's no event that can take it away. There's no person that can take it away. No one, Jesus says, can take away this kind of joy that Jesus brings. In 1 Peter 1.8, it talks about this. It says, you have not seen Him. That's Jesus. It's talking about us because we haven't seen Him because He died and rose again about 2,000 years ago. But He says, but you love Him. You do not see Him now, but you believe in Him. And so you rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy. And the result here, it says, because you believe in this Jesus who died and rose again, there is this indescribable and glorious joy that no one can take away that will be a part of your life. 
Because what Jesus did when He died on that cross, He, he repaired our ways, our path to God. He covered all of our sins. No matter how big or small or what you have been through, Jesus covered all of our sin on that cross. And when we believe in Him, we are brought into a relationship with God, as we talked about a few weeks ago, in in which uh, a sense that we are at absolute peace with God. Because we believe in Jesus, the God of this universe looks at you through Jesus with eyes of peace and eyes of joy. And you can have this relationship with God and as part of that, God gives you a new heart and a new start on life and He gives you this new joy which is indescribable. Because you can be going through a difficult situation and yet there's, there's still this, this joy that is in you because, because of Jesus. Psalm 1611 says, I experience absolute joy in your presence. And this is what Jesus has done. He has brought us into the presence of God, where God lives in us. And in His presence is absolute joy. You know that? In the presence of God is absolute, not a little bit, absolute joy. And part of maintaining joy is not only to believe in Jesus, but to always walk in such a way that you're, you're just aware of His presence. I mean, you never want to lose the awareness of His presence in your life. Because in His presence, there is absolute joy. And this is why it's so important that we just walk close to Jesus and we're just always aware, no matter what we're going through, no matter who we're talking, no matter what situation we are in, we're just aware of the presence of God around us and in us because in His presence is absolute joy. 1 Chronicles 16.20 says, His majestic splendor emanates from Him. He is the source of strength and joy. This is God, the one whom Jesus brought us back to, that in Him is found strength and joy. It's not found in our things. It's not found in, in circumstances. It's found in this God who in His presence is absolute joy. In Romans 14 says, for the kingdom of God does not consist of food and drink. That is not the main purpose of the kingdom of God. There is food and drink in the kingdom, yes, but not the main purpose. But here it is. But righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. This this is what the kingdom of God is like. And now because of Jesus, we are brought into the kingdom of God. We begin to experience the kingdom of God. And He has placed you because of Jesus in a place where... There's peace and there's joy. And sometimes we just got to remind ourselves of what Jesus has given us. The joy is yours in Jesus. You just need to walk in it. You just need to be aware of His presence in your life because in His presence is absolute joy. Because He's stronger. I mean, we, we face difficulties. We go into God's presence, we realize nothing is impossible with Him. Our problems begin to get smaller. And we need help. We go into God's presence and He is bigger. And all of our problems just get smaller. And the joy of who He is and how awesome He is and what He has done for us, it just just begins to grow. I love what Jesus said in John 15. He said, I have told you these things 
so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. Now you notice he says that it's his joy that will be in us. That the way our joy is complete in our life isn't primarily going to be found from our stuff. We're trying to make our life just work out and then finally I'll be, be full of joy. This, this joy, again, as Peter says, it's indescribable. It comes from God. It comes from Jesus. His joy in us. And this is what we're looking for. We want His joy to be in us so that our joy may be complete. Now, how, how do we get His joy more in us? Well, He said, I have told you these things. Now what things, right? We want to know what things so we might have his joy. Now, there's a lot in John 15, but one of the the repeating themes is this word, remain. In 11 verses, the 10 verses prior to this, Jesus uses the word remain 11 times. He says, disciples, followers, remain in me. Remain in me. Remain, 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 remain in me. That is to be steadfast, to stick to Him, to absorb Him, to take in all that He is. And He says, I've told you those things so that my joy might be in you. It is so important that we are aware of Christ living in us. And that we just make sure that our hearts are always soft and always close to Jesus. Because when they're like that, it's like this big pipe from heaven, that this joy, because there's absolute presence in God. And it just begins to, begins to flow into our lives because we're just remaining in Jesus. That's why it is so important that you watch over your heart. I mean, the Bible says your heart is, is the wellspring of life. That everything flows from here, from, from your relationship with Jesus. Uh, uh, Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. That this idea of being aware of the presence of God, this idea of remaining in Jesus, we've got to guard that in our hearts. And there's a lot of things that will fight for your time. And we've got a busy culture. There's so much to do. There's so many fun things. There's so many amazing movies out there. And, and we could just fill our lives with so many things. But the Bible says, above all else, you've got, you got to guard your heart. You've got to guard your heart. Because there is nothing that we want more than just the joy of God in our lives. And it's not found hustling and bustling and running and going to and fro and not remaining in Jesus. I mean, you've got to just, just learn to develop this relationship with Jesus and just allow His joy because there's nothing better than that. Remain in me. Remain in me. Draw close to me. Draw near to me so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. Now, one of the questions with joy and what we struggle with is, I mean, is this actually a joy that I can still have even if I'm going through difficult times? 
Because I mean, it's, it's easy to have joy when things are fun, right? When marriage is good, finances are good, job is good, life is good, friends are good, everything's good. I got joy. Anybody can have joy in that situation. But this joy that is indescribable is a joy that is so, it's just so different. And it is so unique that even when you're going through stuff, there's, there's still this fire of joy in your life because you're just walking with Jesus. I mean, a lot of verses on this. 2 Corinthians 7.4, Paul says, I am overflowing with joy in the midst of all our suffering. Paul was this guy who went through so many difficult situations, yet he says, I'm still overflowing with joy. And that's indescribable, that kind of joy. Now, Paul at times talks about in this Bible, Bible where I am sorrowful, yet I'm rejoicing. I mean, this doesn't mean that you're like giddy all the time and sucking on a lollipop and everything's great and wonderful, you know, when something hard is going on in your life. But it, but it means you're, you're sorrowful, you're mourning in one sense, yet at the same time, there's, there's this joy. And this is something that, that I've been just experiencing this, this last week because uh, last Saturday, 3.30, my mom passed away, uh, too, too young, and uh, long, well, it wasn't that long, but battle with ALS, and, and it's hard, and it's, it, it's sorrowful, and there's mourning, but I got to tell you, there's still this, this amazing joy because of Jesus. This, this is an indescribable joy. Uh, in the book of Hebrews, it says, for in fact, you shared the sufferings of those in prison and you accepted the confiscation of your belongings, and it says, with joy. I mean, these guys had their stuff taken away, and it says, they still had this joy. That this is the kind of joy that God brings, that is stronger and bigger and just different than the kind of joy that you find in this world. Second uh, Corinthians, another picture here. It says, during a severe ordeal of suffering. It's not a minor ordeal. It says, severe. This is painful, hard, difficult. It says, during a severe ordeal of suffering, their abundant joy. It's not like severe ordeal of suffering, and they had just a little bit of joy somewhere. It's like, he says, they have this abundant joy. And their extreme poverty has overflowed in the wealth of their generosity. Severe suffering, poverty, and the reason they have abundant joy is found down here. I underline it. It says, but they gave themselves first to the Lord. They gave themselves first to the Lord. These are people who said, I'm going to guard my heart in this world of craziness. I am going to remain in Jesus. I'm going to keep gazing in His face. I'm going to keep inviting more of it into my life. And there's something that this joy of God just begins to, just to download in you. And all of a sudden, your circumstances and hardships, they're hard and difficult and painful, but there's, there's this joy because in His presence, there is absolute joy. Now, a couple things that I think help us in our joy, okay? We receive joy from Jesus. It's a gift. One of the fruit of the Spirit is joy. But joy is actually also commanded. We are commanded to be 
joyful people. And here's a couple ways that I think is helpful. And the first one I want to talk about is worship. And I want to use that more in a specific sense because uh, we are to worship God in all aspects. But I want to talk specifically in terms of, of singing, of just lifting your heart to Jesus, just worship where you're focused directly on Christ. We see this in Acts. It says, and this is Paul and, Barnabas, uh, Paul and Silas. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates tore the garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And so this, this is a bad day, right? And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them in prison. Day gets worse, ordering the jail to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them in the inner prison, fastened their feet in the stocks. And then it says this, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Bad day. They've been beat, chained up, thrown in prison, and they just choose in that moment to start singing about God is good and how He is amazing. And they just, what you might call it, Hebrews 13 talks about a sacrifice of praise. That's what this is. I don't know about if you put yourself in that situation, probably the last thing I would want to do is start singing. I want to stew in my misery and like, this is horrible and God, get me out of this mess. But they're singing because I think they understood something, that there's something when you begin to sing, whether it's here at church together or it's you in yourself in the car or by yourself, when you just begin to, to lift up the name of Jesus and just say how wonderful and great He is, that there is something that just brings joy in your life. I mean, worship is very important. That time when we get together and sing before the sermon, that time is incredibly important. It's not just like the prelude to the sermon. It's not just something that you can sort of opt in or opt out, but it's a time where we lift our hearts to God. And in that moment, there, God just does something. And I don't know about you, but one of the things that I find that gives me the most joy is just to listen to music that lifts up Jesus. It's to sing along or just reflect on the words. There, there's something about worship that just does something in your heart. In fact, joyful worship is something that's actually commanded in the Bible. It says, rejoice in the Lord and be happy. You who are godly, shout for joy. All you who are morally upright. Psalm 33, you godly ones, shout for joy because of the Lord. Psalm 98, shout out praises to the Lord. All the earth break out in a joyful shout and sing. And Psalm 100, worship the Lord with joy. Enter in His presence with joyful singing. I think Paul just knew this. Even though he was having a bad day, he chooses in that moment to sing joyfully to God. Because there's something when you just lift your heart that in, in a way brings you in this unique way into the presence of God. And in His presence there's, there's abundant joy. And Nehemiah, uh, these people just heard the Word of God read to them. And they begin mourning and weeping. And it's interesting. They say, stop. This is not a day for mourning and weeping. I mean, there are times where we mourn and we, we, we repent in our sin and we're just kind of down, but that should not be the norm. 
Our worship is to be joyful. It says that Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priestly scribe, and the Levites who were imparting understanding to the people said to all of them, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people have been weeping when they heard the words of the law. He said to them, Go and eat delicacies and drink sweet drinks and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. And then I love this phrase, Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Do you know that? The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. How do I get the joy of the Lord? Remain in Jesus. Remain in Jesus. Look to Him. Ponder Him. Worship Him. Skip that. I want to point out why it's important for us to rejoice. Zephaniah 3.17 says, The Lord your God is in your midst. He is a warrior who can deliver. He takes great delight in you. He renews you by His love. He shouts for joy over you. Do you know that God shouts for joy over you? It's like, yeah! So glad you're in church. I love you. You're amazing. Even though you mess up, but through Jesus, I've forgiven you. I love you. He's rejoicing over you. And I was just thinking about it. It's like, why is it that sometimes we don't rejoice back? That we can come in here and we're about to sing to Jesus and we're like, I've had a horrible week. I don't feel like singing. This, this is a sacrifice of praise. He rejoices over us. We're not perfect. We're miserable. We mess up sometimes. He is perfect, good and holy and righteous. I mean, if anything, we need to be rejoicing over Him more than He is over us. And so I just encourage you that if you, you just find discouragement beginning to weigh on you, you can go on YouTube if you don't have music. Just, just start listening to music that uplifts Jesus. It does something. And one more thing, let me just quick. And that is Thanksgiving. Worship and Thanksgiving are incredibly important. When you do not feel joy, you come and just remind yourself that God is here that in His presence is absolute joy. You need to become aware again of His presence. And just start lifting up His name. And start giving thanks. God, You're good. God, You're amazing. God, I thank You that I'm still breathing. God, I thank You that my heart is beating. God, I thank You that I have a friend. You know, I gotta thank... And just start offering thanks. And you, and you stay in this process of worship and thanksgiving. And, and you'll just find the joy to being to grow. I mean, you cannot stay discouraged in the middle of thanksgiving and worship. You just can't. You just can't. The joy begins to work. And he says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give him thanks. Praise his name. Colossians 1 says... Live worthily of the Lord and please Him in all respects. And one of the ways we do that, it says, joyfully giving thanks to the Father. Joyfully giving thanks. And there are times we don't feel like joyfully singing. We don't feel like joyfully offering thanksgiving. But I, I, you just do it anyways because God is worthy. Now some people say, oh, that's hypocritical to do something you don't feel like doing. Well, You'll find in your life that most often right actions bring about right feelings and right emotions. 
and to come before God and to begin to worship Him. He's so good. If you don't know Jesus here, you've got to realize Jesus is so amazing. He gives you such an amazing purpose in life, and He fills you, and He changes you, and He doesn't make you perfect, but yeah, you just need Jesus. If you don't have Jesus here, you need Him. Okay? There's joy found in Him. Bring yourself to Jesus. If you don't know how, come talk to me. I'm glad to talk to you about Jesus. The Bible's out there talking about how to find God. You can explain it in there. But Jesus is amazing. He's the reason for the season. This is why we celebrate. And it's why we're at this point going to hang out. And we're going to have some snacks together and play some games together. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Right? Let me pray. My God, we just thank you that you were good. And God, we thank you that in your presence is abundant joy. And God, we thank you that this joy that you give us that is indescribable is even stronger than our sorrow and our suffering and our pain and our hardships. And God, I just pray that you would birth more joy in us. God, that you would lift any discouragement that's in this room. And God, that you would replace it with rejoicing. God, I just uh, pray for our time together. I pray blessing on our food and we pray just blessing on our time as we hang out and have fun. We pray, God, that you would help us to encourage one another and just add to our joy. God, we're thankful for what you have done. In Jesus' name, amen.